Tired of being baffled by healthcare policy? McGuire Woods Consulting presents Complications, Health Policy Unraveled, your solution to the policy puzzle. With our host, Stephanie Kennan, discover the ins and outs of healthcare policy and gain insights crucial for providers and investors. Let's simplify the complex together. Hello, I'm Stephanie Kennan with McGuire Woods Consulting, and this is Complications, Health Policy Unraveled. In this podcast, we will discuss Medicare Advantage and the changes being proposed by the Senate Finance Committee and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. First, Medicare Advantage has come under scrutiny related to mental health providers in their networks and related to broker's fees. The work being done at the Senate Finance Committee and at CMS is creating changes in both these areas. In November, the Senate Finance Committee marked up legislation which included provisions related to Medicare Advantage and followed up on the committee's work related to ghost networks and mental health providers. The legislation requires Medicare Advantage plans to maintain accurate provider directories on a public website beginning in plan year 2026. Directory information is required to be updated at least every 90 days. The HHS secretary can allow plans to verify hospitals and other facilities' information less frequently as long as that information is verified at least annually. The legislation also would require that MA plans be required to note in the directory those providers whose information could not be verified and to remove providers listed in a directory within five business days if the organization determines the provider is no longer participating in the network. Provider directories would be required to include information that the enrollee may need to access covered benefits from a contracted provider. If an enrollee received care from an out-of-network provider that was listed when the appointment was made as being an in-network provider in the plan's directory, the MA plan would be required to cover it as long as it was a covered item or service and ensure that the enrollee was only responsible for the in-network cost sharing. Beginning in plan year 2026, Medicare Advantage contracts would be required to conduct and submit to the Secretary of HHS annual reports of their provider directory's accuracy. The legislation further states that beginning in plan year 2027, HHS would be required to post on the CMS website the provider directory accuracy scores in a machine-readable format. Plans would be required to disclose their accuracy scores as well. The Secretary of HHS would also be required to implement provider directory accuracy reports through the rulemaking process, and the legislation would permit the Secretary to waive these requirements for certain low-enrollment MA plans. To implement the plan provider directory report, the legislation provides funds from the CMS program management account out of the general fund of the Treasury, and they are to remain available until expended. The legislation would require that the GAO report on three issues no later than January 15, 2031. Those issues are, first, the requirement that in-network cost-sharing amounts apply to care furnished by an out-of-network provider if the provider choice was based on incorrect directory information. Second, the provider response rates to plan outreach methods. And three, the requirement that MA organizations conduct and submit provider directory accuracy analyses both overall and among providers specializing in mental health or substance disorder treatment. Last, the HHS secretary would be required to hold a public stakeholder meeting on best practices for maintaining accurate provider directories, 
issue guidance to MA plans on best practices, and issue guidance to providers on when to update their information in the National Plan and Provider Enumeration System. Moving on to CMS and their proposed changes. CMS is proposing to change the definition of compensation for brokers. Many beneficiaries rely on agents and brokers to help navigate complex Medicare choices as they compare and shop for coverage options. The Medicare statute requires CMS marking standards ensure that CMS develops guidelines to ensure that the use of compensation creates incentives for agents and brokers to enroll individuals in the Medicare Advantage plan that is intended to best meet the consumer's health care needs. However, CMS is concerned that financial incentives to agents and brokers more readily paid by large plans can result in beneficiaries being steered to some plans over others based on excessive broker and agent compensation and other bonus arrangements rather than recommending plans based on the prospective enrollee's best interests. Those are CMS's concerns. Specifically, CMS is proposing to redefine compensation to set a clear fixed amount that agents and brokers can be paid regardless of the plan the beneficiary decides to enroll in and addresses loopholes that result in commissions above that amount that create anti-competitive and anti-consumer steering incentives. The proposal ensures the payment of agent and broker compensation to reflect only legitimate activities required by agents and brokers by broadening the scope of the regulatory definition of compensation. They would broaden this so that it is inclusive of all activities associated with the sales to and enrollment of a beneficiary into a Medicare Advantage plan or Part D plan. The proposed national agent broker fixed compensation amount for Medicare Advantage is $642. This proposal for a fixed amount compares to the existing national compensation cap of no more than $611, it would eliminate the current variability in payments and improve the predictability of compensation for agents and brokers. Additionally, the proposed rule would generally prohibit contract terms between Medicare Advantage plan organizations and marketing middlemen, such as field marketing organizations, that result in volume-based bonuses for enrollment into certain plans. That may interfere with the ability of agents or brokers to assist the enrollee in finding the plan that is best suited to their needs. CMS is also proposing to add a range of behavioral health providers under one category called outpatient behavioral health as a facility specialty for which CMS sets Medicare Advantage plan network adequacy standards. Specialists under this category would include MFTs, MHCs, opioid treatment program providers, community mental health centers, addiction medicine physicians, and other providers who furnish addiction medicine and behavioral health counseling or therapy services in Medicare today. In addition, CMS wants to add this outpatient behavioral health facility specialty to the list of specialty types that will receive a 10% credit if the Medicare Advantage plan organization's contracted network of providers includes one or more telehealth providers of that specialty type who provide additional telehealth benefits for covered services. Other changes CMS is proposing include an increased share of Medicare dollars going toward Medicare Advantage plan rebates that Medicare Advantage plans are using to advertise a wide array of supplemental benefits, including special supplemental benefits for chronically ill enrollees. In 2022, over 90% of the Medicare Advantage plans offered at least one supplemental benefit, The median was 23 supplemental benefits, and most frequently offered benefits were vision, hearing, fitness, and dental. 
Some of those benefits address unmet social determinants of health needs, such as food insecurity or inadequate access to transportation. However, at the same time, plans have reported that enrollee utilization of many of these benefits is low. To ensure that federal investment of taxpayer dollars in these benefits is actually making its way to beneficiaries and are not primarily used as a marketing ploy, the proposed rule would require Medicare Advantage plans to engage in a minimum outreach effort so that enrollees are aware of the supplemental benefits available to them. CMS is proposing that a mid-year enrollee notification of unused supplemental benefits be issued annually, personalized to each enrollee, that includes a list of any supplemental benefits not accessed during the first six months of the year. In addition, the notification would include the scope of the benefit, cost sharing, instructions on how to access the benefit, any network application information for each available benefit, and a customer service number to call if additional help was needed. CMS is also proposing new standards for supplemental benefits for the chronically ill. The Bipartisan Budget Act of 2018 introduced special supplemental benefits for the chronically ill, which are benefits provided to eligible chronically ill enrollees who have a reasonable expectation of improving or maintaining health or overall function. CMS is proposing a new requirement for Medicare Advantage plans to demonstrate by the time they submit bids that these benefits and services meet the legal threshold of having a reasonable expectation of improving the health or overall function of chronically ill enrollees and are supported by research. CMS is proposing the Medicare Advantage plans establish and maintain bibliographies of relevant research studies or other data to demonstrate that these supplemental benefits meet the requirements. Additionally, CMS is proposing to update these marketing requirements to prevent misleading marketing related to those benefits that make it appear that the benefits are available to everyone. As this proposed regulation moves forward, we'll keep you apprised. That wraps up this episode of Complications, Health Policy Unraveled, presented by McGuire Woods Consulting. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the healthcare policy issues we discussed today. Follow us in your favorite podcast app and never miss a healthcare update by subscribing to host and J.D. Supra's number one healthcare author, Stephanie Kennan's Washington Healthcare Update at mwcllc.com. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your colleagues and leave us a review. We always appreciate your feedback. To continue the conversation, send us an email at healthpolicy at mwcllc.com.